Hey everybody, it's me. I was uh, just hanging out at home, so I thought it would take a moment to record a quick end of the year message. Uh, I'm going to try not to make this too long, and I'm going to do my best not to cry this time, but I can't make any promises. Um, <laughs> so today is December 28th, 2023, which makes this my 41st birthday, and I am spending my birthday doing exactly what I want to do. I am hanging out at home. I am catching up on some reading. I'm probably going to watch Oppenheimer in a little bit. And uh, I am just being as comfortable as I possibly can be. Hence the the free t-shirt that I got in a case of beer if you're watching this video and not just listening to it. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I think birthdays for a lot of people are, are, are time to reflect. And you know, I think when people look back on their lives around their, you know, around their birthday time, they, they think about, you know, better periods like childhood or their high school years. And, um, you know, that's, that's totally understandable because I think those periods in our lives for a lot of people are, are we, we reflect on fondly because it was before we had any real responsibility and, and before the burden of the world was, thrusted upon our shoulders. Um, but you know, I was, I was reflecting this morning and, and I was thinking about those times and I came to the realization that this period right now at 41 years old is the best time of my life. Um, you know, I started this year working at a job that I absolutely hated with people that I fucking detest. Um, a job that would ultimately push me toward the brink of a heart attack and a mental breakdown. And I ended the year talking to Brett Weinstein and Michelle Sterling from Friends of Science on my podcast. So to call this year transformative um, is an understatement. This My, my entire life changed this year. My, my perspective, um, you know, virtually everything in my life changed except for, of course, my, my family. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I, I've been creating and writing for 20 plus years, you know, and, um, you know, I, I was always one of those people that no matter what it was that I made or what it was that I wrote, I was never really able to to gather an audience larger than, you know, a couple hundred or a couple thousand people if I was lucky. And this year, for whatever reason, the stars aligned and, you know, my writing took off and my podcast, I mean, I, I honestly cannot express to you all how surprised I am that the people I've spoken to were interested in speaking to me. Um, I thought for sure that it was going to take a long time to build into all of the guests that I've had on this podcast. And, you know, uh, surprisingly, everybody that, that I asked to, to talk to me said yes. And now, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in a real building period uh, of this podcast. As you can see, um, this, this video is in HD. I've upgraded my camera. Um, and some changes are being made to the to the format of the podcast uh, because now I'm I'm confident that that I can turn this into a full time gig, um, and so yeah, just going back to what I was saying, I, you know, I spent 20 years working, 
and putting stuff out into the universe and just kind of just kind of felt like like I was just throwing it into the stars and it just would disappear into deep space and you know I'd I'd resigned to the to the idea that I was probably going to be one of those guys who came and went without without much of an impact and you know I'd always just held on to the hope that you know maybe someday in the future somebody would find my stuff and and see some value in it um but this year that all changed I don't I don't have that that outlook anymore I you know and and it's not like I'm it's not like I need appreciation or like I need a pat on the back or people to love me or like me it's not it's none of that it's just nice to know that when you pour your heart and soul into something um people are paying attention to it you know it's 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 crushing to to work so hard on you know whether it's music or screenplays that I wrote or essays and op-eds that I wrote for those to go out there and then just nothing it's 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 soul crushing and it it's every time it was just like man you know I don't I, I there were periods in my life where I didn't even know why I was doing what I was doing it was just you know I have an obsessive compulsion to express myself and to write my thoughts down and so you know I just yeah I I I, I just hoped that at some point somebody somewhere would find it and like it but that all changed this year and you know my audience is not nearly the size as you know other people who are who have you know major cultural relevance and significance but i feel like what i've done in this short period of time is significant enough for me to continue on and and continue pressing forward and continue building it um and so yeah i just i'm just I know I'm talking in circles here and I, and I apologize if this is painful to listen to, but you know, I, I really, what I want to do is I want to take a moment to just say, thank you. Thank you. Because without you, none of this would be happening. Everybody who's listening to this podcast, watching it, wherever you're watching it. Um, everybody who's read my words and shared them or commented or even just read it and moved on to the next thing. The fact that you gave me 10 to 15 minutes of your time means the world to me because I went through decades where I could not get, um, a, a large enough amount of people to give me that little of their time to really make what I was doing worth it. And now it's finally worth it. So, you know, when I'm, when I was reflecting on the past i came to the realization that that this is the best time of my life this is the best year of my life that i will never live this again i will never experience you know turning on the camera and sitting on the other side is robert malone or naomi wolf or pierre corey or any of the other guests that i had on the podcast i mean it it every, literally every time I signed into a Zoom session this year and saw the person that I had booked to be on the podcast actually sitting there. I was fucking blown away because I just couldn't believe that any of these people would would see me as being worth worthy of an hour of their time. And I'm eternally grateful to all of them for the time that they've given me. Um, now, in respect to this podcast, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I've upgraded <laughs> 
my webcam so I'm no longer in 480 or 720, whatever the fuck it was before. Um, it was really quite embarrassing to put out podcast episodes where I was pixelated and blurred and the person next to me is like crisp and clear. So I finally dug my 1080 uh, webcam out of my basement. Um, I have uh, I have partnered up with Wiretap Media. Um, Wiretap is going to be producing all of the podcasts going forward. Um, now, for those of you who may not know what that means, uh, Brave New Normal will stay Brave New Normal, and the podcast will stay mine. It will be directed exactly the way that I that I see fit. However, Wiretap will be doing all the editing and all the producing and all of the, the, the sound work so that I don't have to do that shit anymore because, you know, cutting out clips and editing episodes, it's so time-consuming. And, and I found that it was actually taking more of my time than anything else. And that's why um, some of you may have noticed that my output as a writer was slowing down. But it was just because, you know, on days where I should have been writing, I was sitting in front of my computer editing. So I've partnered with Wiretap. They're going to produce the podcast and I am just going to be having the conversations and booking the guests and doing the things that I was already doing. They're just taking some of the work off of my plate and, uh, yeah, uh, wiretap. It's just, they're so far, they've been fantastic to work with. Um, and, uh, just, just really great to get to know. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to working together and, and hopefully, the visual quality of this podcast will increase uh, uh, in the new year, and uh, we're going to be changing the format. We're going to be doing some new things um, to kind of expand on what I'm already doing. But the general idea of the podcast, which is just an hour to an hour and a half long conversation with somebody interesting, uh, is going to stay the same. So there's not a lot changing there. We're just building and getting bigger and turning this into a real functioning business. So with that out of the way, I want to take a moment to talk about the year ahead because, you know, I feel like um, we can all feel some tension in the air. Um, we can all sense that there's something coming that is going to um, be life-altering in a bad way. And, you know, it's strange because I go on X and I and I kind of see people talking about it. And it's something that I've been feeling lately, too. I've had a, a, a raised level of anxiety in my daily life and at nighttime when I'm laying in bed. And it's hard to put your finger on it because you don't really know exactly what it is. But I think that there's a vibration in the air that we're all picking up on, at least those of us who are tuned in. And... We don't really know what it's going to be or what's going to happen. But I, what I think is there will be a series of events uh, in 2024 that are going to forever change the trajectory um, of humanity, but mostly Western society. Um, you know, this, this push toward net zero and these draconian climate change policies are clamping down and tightening up. And we're starting to see uh, more and more propaganda in the media about, you know, uh, uh, drastic changes that need to happen in order to save the world or save the earth or whatever f fucking line they're using at the time. And this is all part of a massive 
push toward global tyranny. It's it's all it's all part of a larger agenda. And I think 2024 is going to be the year where the other ham the other shoe drops. And in the United States, they have a federal election coming up. And of course, Donald Trump is the front runner. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is not far behind, but I think that the people behind the Democrats and Joe Biden and the Republicans too are going to do everything that they can within their power to keep Biden in the White House. And I think that what we're seeing happening with Trump right now is just the beginning. And I think we are speeding toward a event of just immeasurable consequence. And here in Canada, you know, where our Pierre Polyev, our conservative leader and Justin Trudeau are both out campaigning, which tells me that we're probably going to have an election sometime in 2024. Um, but we also have a significant amount of foreign influence in our country. And China is deeply involved in our politics now. And I think it is in their best interest to keep Justin Trudeau in power. And so I think the upheaval in Canada, well, at least the political upheaval, is going to be a result of that next election. Um, I think that in both circumstances, in Canada and the United States, there is going to be a lot of criminality involved in our next elections. And I think 2024 might be the year that democracy actually finally dies. Um, now, I know that this all sounds really negative, and I know that, that this, this all sounds really scary. But uh, on the flip side of that coin, I think that there is a massive global awakening going on right now. And I think that's why God has called me to do this not because I'm anybody special or because I'm any sort of leader, but because I have a voice and I'm not afraid to use it. And I think that there's a lot of us doing the same thing. And I think all of us serve a purpose in this. And I think the next 12 months, we're going to see a collision of the awakened versus the global totalitarians. And I don't know what that means, and I hope that doesn't mean physical war, but, you know, you can kind of feel the stakes raising every couple of weeks or every month that goes by, and you can feel that tension in the air, and eventually something's going to break. And I, I, you know, they got so close. They got so close with COVID-19, and COVID was just the beginning. It was the first step toward what we're watching unfold in front of us right now. And I just don't see them letting go. I don't see them giving up. In fact, I, I think the more we resist, the stronger they're, the more force they're going to use. And, and as that pressure builds, right, with more resistance and more force and more resistance and more force, eventually something's going to snap. So, you know, I wish I had a more hopeful outlook and maybe my outlook will change. You know, I have a bunch of a bunch of uh, 
conversations booked for the new year with some really brilliant people and some some guests that I think a lot of you are going to be excited about. Um, but right now, as it stands today on my 41st birthday, I just I just think we're going into something really, really dark. And, you know, for myself personally, I think that's why God called me back this year as well. Because, you know, I've always had a hypersensitivity to the things that go on around me. Um, I'm an artist. I'm a creator. So, you know, my antenna is, is always picking up signals. And, you know, I've, I've, I've had period, I've, I've lived through periods of depression in the past and I've dealt with anxiety problems in, in, as a younger guy. And I think for myself, for my own survival, God pulled me back because I wouldn't make it if without him, there's no way I'm just too sensitive to everything. And, um, and I think God called me because God needs to, is going to be my source of strength in uh, the very near future. And so um, I think we just need to stay vigilant and not go to sleep and not not allow ourselves to be apathetic. It's, I, I thought about this the other day, you know, because <clears throat> as, my as my podcast grows, my voice gets louder. And naturally, as my voice gets louder, I attract the attention of people that, you know, don't want me doing what I'm doing and, and will eventually try to stop me. And that's a, that's a, I wouldn't say scary. It's not scary, but it's, it's a concerning place to be, right? Because I'm at a position in my life where this is very realistically becoming my livelihood. While at the same time, the, 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 the bigger it gets, the more attention I draw, um, the, the stronger the likeliness that, um, this is going to end horribly for me. You know, if you, if you look back through history and this is this, and this is true for every authoritarian regime that ever existed, whether it was fascist or communist, uh, historically things don't end very well for people like me. And normally, um, the louder voices are the ones that get that get uh, snuffed out first. So knowing that, you know, it's scary. Well, yeah, I guess scary is the word. It's scary to be going into what we're going into and knowing that I have put a target on my back. And so I thought about it for a bit because I was like, you know, it would be much easier to just not say anything and to just you know, believe what I believe and resist in my own way when the time comes, right? But that shit ain't working anymore. And what we need to do is to 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 use our voice and to to use our talents and abilities to to wake up as many people as we possibly can, so that when the time comes, there's enough of us that we can put up a a decent fight. And, you know, I thought about why, why I'm doing what I'm doing, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, hmm, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm having an epiphany here while I'm recording this. I think a lot about, and this is a strange person for me to be thinking about, but I think a lot about Milton Friedman, because as a young leftist, Milton Friedman was for me the, 
you know, the the ultimate evil. He was Satan himself, right? Um, and his, of course, his, I'm just, you know what, I'm looking this up really quick and I'm not going to cut this out because uh, you people need to know how fucking stupid I really am. Uh, but yeah, so Milton Friedman, I, I was like, in my head, I'm like, am I saying his name right? For a young leftist like me was was the devil. And, you know, he has he was the, the the originator of the phrase greed is good as many people know uh uh was uh was the catchphrase for gordon gecko and wall street and i've always thought about him as being just soulless and insidious and sinister but when i think about that message now i think yeah we just didn't understand what he was saying right Greed is good because with greed, you're thinking of your own self-interest. And if every individual is thinking of their own self-interest in a strange way, we all kind of work together to make a better world, right? Because if we're only, if we're only interested in making things better for ourselves and every single person is doing something to make things better, then ultimately overall, everything will get better. And I was thinking about that as it applies to now, because... I don't have any altruistic reason for doing this. I'm not, you know, some guy who sees himself as being a leader of men or, you know, somebody who, who you know, a prophet of some kind. I'm just a guy who writes words. And life going forward would be way easier for me if I wasn't doing this. And in a lot of ways, I do care about what happens to the world. I want there to be love in it. But on the same level, I don't want to sacrifice myself for that. It's, you know, I, I, I love being here and I love my wife and my children too much to sacrifice myself for everyone else other than them. So I was really thinking about my motivation. And I think what my motivation boils down to is that even if the worst case happens, even if the worst happens, at least in the future, my children will know that I fought for them. And that's why I'm doing this. I believe we will win. But even if we lose, I want my children to know that I stood up and I fucking fought. And I never backed down. And as a man, I could not imagine being somebody who tucked his tail between his legs and ran and then turned around when their children are enslaved by this psychopathic globalist tyranny and be able to look them in the eye. So whatever happens going forward, that's my motivation. I want my children to know that I fought and I fought to my last fucking breath. And under no circumstance was I going to allow them to be slaves to the children of these fucking sociopaths. So that's why I'm doing this. And I guess that's it. You know, I, I tried to inject some hope in the message and naturally it went dark. But the hope is that this podcast and the things that I'm writing are reaching enough people that those people will write and create their own stuff to reach more people. That's the only way we beat this, is that we all do our part. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm here, I'm doing my part, and I'm going to be here till the 
bloody fucking end. No matter which way it ends. So, that's it. I guess. Yeah, I got nothing else. <laughs> um, I guess in closing, I just want to once again say thank you. Thank you for being part of this ride. Thank you for being part of this journey. Whether you just jumped on or you've been with me for the last 20 years, doesn't fucking matter. Thank you for being part of this. And uh, I love you all. And, and I just love this little group of humans that, I, that, I've, that I've built around me. And, and hopefully we can add more people to that group as time goes on. And, and I'm doing everything I can to make the, the podcast more interesting. And, and uh, we're gonna, like I said, we're going to be doing some new things. And, and uh, hopefully you all are going to stick around long enough to, to see this thing turn into something real. And uh, yeah. Thank you so much. You've all you all have changed my life like you wouldn't believe. And I am forever grateful. Happy New Year.